0: Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit dairylanedental.com. Really makes you think, doesn't it? This is Food for Thought on Muskoka Magazine. Food is a universal language that we all speak. Join me as we sink our teeth into delicious conversation guaranteed to provide food for thought. Sticker shock. You're doing your groceries. You're going to buy gasoline at the pumps, you're going out, and it feels like everything has gone up, perhaps, and most likely, except our wages. Welcome to Food for Thought. I'm your host, Catherine Cole on 88.7 The Bay FM. And today I thought we'd talk a little bit about, you know, I have no words of wisdom for managing all of that, but I also wanted to talk about, I guess, more... How to choose wisely in in this uh, situation, and the importance, I guess, and understanding that what we eat does actually make a difference, and that is also an incredibly entitled thing for me to say because I can also uh, share that there have been many times in my life where um, you know my food budget is you know just so ridiculously tiny I have to feed a a family of four and you know we're bust and what are we going to do here how are we going to handle this and sometimes I see things on social media where people saying oh my gosh this company is gouging and blah 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 and I think oh really um no it isn't As, as a retailer who is involved in both grocery and vitamins I can tell you that it is astronomical how in the last while throughout this you know time of pandemic and uh now we're in a world crisis and it's situations where what you're seeing is the cost of everything going up all the time uh you know i get notes from companies saying you know i'm sorry we have to raise our prices we have to raise our prices we have to raise our prices and you're finding that retailers are going to go oh my goodness, well, you know, that bag of flour used to cost me $6 and now it costs me $21. And, you know, eventually at some point there has to be some kind of reckoning. Um, And right now with transportation uh, costs going through the roof, we're also going to see where are people going to make differences? Where are they going to be able to have to add to offset those costs? They have to pass them on in some way or another. So thinking about this, I think it's, you know, that's one part of our reality. The other part of our reality is that food makes a difference. Food makes an enormous difference. So much of a difference that I feel like um, it, it, it needs to be something that we learned as children, because we often revert to that comfort food. And I'm you know, I'm gr- so grateful for the path that my life has taken because I definitely did not come from an understanding of that. I definitely am a product of, you know, um, fast food generation, growing up uh, with all, you know, kinds of processed foods, that North American diet, you know, cheese whiz, um, all of those, ca- plastic cheese, one of my favorites, uh, all of those kinds of things. And we really didn't learn um, what those did to our body or rather not only what those did, but rather if we are feeling unwell in specific areas, what can we do food-wise to actually make a difference? Do we know, you know, that foods make a difference? When we go um, to the doctors or we're unwell in a certain way, are we told, well, you know, I think you should cut out eating this. We do, or you should add eating this. We know in certain situations, for example, um, something like gout, and that is one I I wanna talk about because um, gout, is about uh, an increase in uric acid and uh, so they'll say oh watch out for foods that are high in uric acid because they have these things that produce purines which are a kind of waste and uh, so you want to avoid those or you can start adding um, certain foods in um, that help to reduce uric acid. So we're going to come back to that in a little moment, but that is an example of something where they'll say, okay, here's a disease that is modified by diet. But a long time ago, I would think, you know, at a certain point when we didn't have all the pharmaceuticals that we have, um, and I'm so grateful for those because we have so many, you know, tricks in our toolbox, but it's like we forgot the box itself. And the box itself is what we actually eat every single day. And we also are in this whole global world. So what we eat is also sometimes very um switched from you know its connection to the community it came from etc that local but we knew oh my gosh we have to have lemons and oranges etc because of scurvy we know we know some of these things right now those are those oh yes we need this to survive kinds of foods however um We've gotten away from it as thinking, oh, you know, you're going to go, for example, me, you know, I got high blood pressure um, recently and I know that it's going to be stress related. I know um, that an enormous amount of the population. Um, wh- I was reading, you know, women over 65 or um, that it's it's an enormous group of us actually have high blood pressure, postmenopausal, all this kind of thing. And it's like, why, why, what are we doing? And for sure, it's been a more stressful time and that can have an effect on it. But I'm like, okay, well, what changes can I make um, from my diet alone that actually could make a difference? So I've been trying to do some of those things. There's certain um, foods I know that could have an impact. So whether that's drinking celery juice or eating broccoli sprouts or drinking hibiscus tea, you know, there's things that you can do that can shift things. And I'm just a small, you know, little component of that. But I guess what I wanted to say, because we are, you know, we are a food show um, versus necessarily taking supplements for something is we, if we forget about that component, that for every single um, disease that we may have, there may be a component of the food and the diet that you eat that may actually support your wellness and your healing and your return to health. And I talk about that on a regular basis every single day. I'm so blessed to be um, in the business I am because it's given me this extraordinary education, I think, which will impact my life and my future. Um, I may have spoken of it before, but we do have a lot of cancer in my family. My mother died of colon cancer when I was young. And really, I don't know that we were ever told, oh, you know, you should make sure that you take fermented food and keep your keep my colon healthy, right? How do I do that? I have that, obviously, that genetic predisposition. Are there things that I could do proactively to help with that? There are people who eat beautiful, fabulous diets and they have genetically predispositioned higher cholesterol, or they, you know, you're dealing with chronic bladder infections. Or again, we talk things like gout or whatever kind of condition, guess what? Food might make a difference, and I would say "might" is is a very kind word. A very uh, I'm not trying to stress you out kind of word. Food will make a difference. I just don't sit on the fence. Say it right away. Food one hundred percent will make a difference to the quality of your life and your healing, and uh, that's something that we don't often pay attention to. So I thought what I'd do is tell you a story about a wonderful woman called Terry Walls, W-A-H-L-S, and uh, what happened to her and her own uh, particular journey, because it is indicative of exactly what we're saying is that perhaps along with our whole um, system, you know, we can be a little bit more mindful of what we're putting in our body knowing that it's going to have an impact. It's not not going to have an impact. It could have a positive impact. Perhaps it might be neutral. And then it could also, what we're eating, could also be detrimental to our health. And, you know, that's not to demonize foods, etc. Because uh, we don't want to say, oh, everybody has to do this and everybody has to do that. But everyone has a unique journey, a unique metabolism, a unique genetic code. And there will be ways that we can help uh, to work with those individual uh, uniquenesses and help support them to be the healthiest we possibly can be we're going to take a break and we'll talk after the break by muskoka for muskoka your collection of muskoka-based talk shows muskoka magazine the bay 887. i'm dr Shervin from dairy lane dental and you're listening to muskoka magazine this is food for thought on muskoka magazine Welcome back to Food for Thought. I'm your host Catherine Cole on 88.7 The Bay FM and we are going to talk today uh, sort of about the fact that food makes has an impact. Let's start off with um, in, in this whole COVID world. So we were often talked about. You know, we've had many different strains um, of of uh, viruses that have come through um, from much more uh, impactful. Uh, It's not to say that Omicron isn't, et cetera. There's certainly been an impact. But one of the things I always thought was interesting is we really don't talk that much about, well, what happens if you get this? Well, you stay home, you isolate, but what happens? And mine would be, is there anything you can do to help um, your health, to help improve it? And if we know that people are getting things like antivirals, et cetera, um, what are things that we could be doing to help support that? So there are things, you know, uh, and things that are foods, basically. And it's like, why why don't we also talk about that? Because it has an impact. So from a food point of view, there's, uh, you know, now we have the plethora of the whole world sort of spices and things that are at our doorstep, it's like, well, what can you be taking? You can be taking things that are anti-inflammatory. You can be taking things that are antiviral. You can be taking things that help to boost your immune system. If you're chesty in terms of, uh, you know, you've got congestion in your chest or congestion in your respiratory system, there are going to be herbs and things that you can take that will support that. That's a wonderful thing to know. Also, just knowing, you know, when people learned, oh, you shouldn't be sleeping on your back if you have a lot of chest congestion that you should be sitting up more um you know flipping over more on your on your stomach there's so many different things that we can be doing to help support that i always feel so blessed by where we live because uh We have, uh, well, Muskoka Botanicals and they do their elderberry syrup and that's a wonderful antiviral. So, you know, I add that into my diet, you know, uh, sometimes preventatively every single day and sometimes just when I'm, oh, I'm coming down with something, bang, and it's viral, this is going to support my system. Uh, There's also going to be things like, um, one of my favorite new ones that I really didn't know anything about was black seed. It's actually black Cumin seed. So, if you've ever cooked with cumin, um, y- you may have heard it. It's sort of got a feeling of that, but it also has a feeling of oregano, and it's this tiny little black seed. Well, I discovered um, that black seed is actually one of the herbs they have done um, PubMed studies. We have on uh, its use during COVID uh, because, again, antiviral activities, amazing for lung health and congestion. Helps support non. Um, Alcoholic fatty liver disease helps with inflammation, arthritis. It just goes on and on and on. Well, you know, it's been used for centuries, millennia, in uh, Indian cooking, and you can add it into your foods if you needed. You could make a concoction or a tea or something with it as well. So, again, really interesting things to know food can make a difference. Perhaps someone you know um, or yourself has had a urinary tract infection. They always talk about, well, make sure you drink lots and lots of cranberry juice be um, because that helps. The thought was that cranberry made Some people thought it was about the pH, but it was the idea that it makes the walls of the bladder slippery so the bad bacteria can't adhere. It had this anti-adherence activity. So drinking lots of cranberry is very helpful, especially for people with chronic um, UTIs. So, uh, you know, uh, that's not to say, and I don't, I'm not going to name brands, but brands where you're getting cranberry juice, um, that has uh, sugar added, you know, apple juice, all kinds of other things in it. Whereas we have that wonderful, uh, Bala cranberry marsh and they do like pure cranberry that you can get. Um, and often if you have pure cranberry, it's, Uh, you have to dilute it sort of one to five because it's that super uh, tart, sucking your cheeks kind of cranberry. Again, another example of how food can make a difference. One of the most um, radical ways that I thought was so interesting was the story again of Dr. Terry Walls. Um, She was a physician who um, got MS and she multiple sclerosis and she uh, ended up, Um, in a wheelchair. And it was her own research and way, her own quest to try to treat the symptoms that she experienced as someone living with ms and she started um working on a paleo diet and then all these functional medicine concepts so that's functional foods sometimes you hear that that's that work and that's really what i've just been talking about foods that actually have a function and um what happened with her new uh diet was um you know, I'll, I'll cut the story short is that she's not in a wheelchair. She's, rides a bike she walks she does everything that she um would normally want to do it and she does it because she changed her diet and at first there was a lot of pushback about it and like what's going on okay but now um people all over the world are following her program and it keeps being modified etc and they're learning that perhaps this program this diet specific has um an incredible impact on not just something like ms Um, but on other autoimmune and chronic conditions which is astounding and that um, making some of those changes uh, can can, will not can but will change your life and I look at that and I think wow we are um, we live longer than previous generations although I think it's just shrunk back a bit Um, We live with these incredible chronic conditions like, you know, arthritis, Parkinson's, um, Alzheimer's, uh, and neurologists are starting to talk as well. And this is another contemporary of Dr. Uh, Terry Walls. And just to go back for a second, I'm all over the place, but you can read about um, that. Diet One, you can go online and you can learn about it. Um, But she has modified it for people who are plant-based as well. And I look at uh, friends, for example, who uh, I have a friend who ate a more regular North American kind of diet and ended up with heart disease, complicated um, with type type 1 diabetes. And she went to a plant-based diet. And uh, although I had some, you know... um, uh, hesitations about certain parts of that um, I think again there's that unique principle every body is unique every body body has its different journey her diet was astronomical for her nobody had seen numbers like her. her cholesterol is fabulous her sugars are in order everything's back and better than it ever was before and what changed that not the medication that she'd been taking for years the food that she was eating And that she was doing at the time with the cardiologist that we have in Bracebridge, Dr. Shane Williams, and he had a program and absolutely amazing um, results. Again, it's sort of like, are you willing to change your diet? If it means it's going to save your life, change your life. Um, Are you willing to have increased energy, feel better? All of those things. It's sort of a it seems like a no-brainer, but it seems to be like we need a sledgehammer to knock ourselves over the head to say maybe we say goodbye to things that we we just have so much comfort around. We have comfort around just, you know, lots of disgusting foods because they're addictive, especially anything that's sugar related, and we if we've grown up on them, it's harder. And let's say super easy, way more convenient to eat crappy than it is to eat healthy, but the difference in how you end up feeling is magnificent. So, um, Terry Walls, which is W-A-H-L-S has a diet called the Walls Protocol. Then there's someone, for example, like Dr. David Perlmutter, and he's a neurologist who, um, It has based in originally in Florida, but has a whole Canadian component. He's got his Canadian um, passport now, married to a Canadian, and he um, wrote a book uh, based on... um, Is his newest research, but he's always, you know, as a neurologist, dealt with Parkinson's, dealt with Alzheimer's. He had a grain-brain diet about, again, reducing that load of sugar. They would talk about Alzheimer's being that, you know, the diabetes of your brain in some ways, the effects of sugar on our body. And then he wrote one recently called Drop Acid. And I just finished reading it, and it has a diet called the LUV, the Love Diet, and it is fascinating because what it's talking about is lowering your uric acid values. So we talked before about gout and how we had uric acid and it comes from meat and it comes from all these different things. The alcohol, blah, 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 all the different things that we might eat. Well, He said it was like reading, he was listening to a podcast about uric acid by this Dr. Haig. And all of a sudden he said like all the secrets of the universe, the little, mm, there's that Eureka moment. He thought this is the missing piece of what I didn't really realize. And that back in 18, I think it was like 1878, this one doctor was purporting that the high levels of uric acid were responsible for all of these kind of chronic um, lifestyle conditions, etc. And that we really needed to look at that. And then it sort of just got lost. And now we just sort of attribute it to gout. Well, he started doing more research, more deep dives, and came up with the fact that having high uric acid actually has an incredible impact on our diet and then lowering those uric acid levels can have a profound effect on our health so it's very very interesting because i'm not again trying to say oh this is all terrible but let's also be clear that you know our bodies were designed however many millennia ago that humans have been walking the earth for a different time. And in time certainly where we didn't have access to process sugar the way we do, to process foods the way we do, and that perhaps some of the optimal ways of us eating aren't that. So I do ask you to take a look at if there's something going on with you. Um, maybe you might want to investigate, are there foods that could help support my healing journey? Do I want to look at maybe things that I might take out or things that I might add into my diet that might possibly make a difference? I can assure you they are out there. So until then, I wish you good meals, good company, good health. Santé.